Hey there, it's Dana Damara. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to episode number 18 of Evolve Your Soul series. Those of you who are familiar with this, you know the drill. Those of you who are not, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Um, this podcast was actually born as an idea to stay in touch with a, a theme for the week. And I really do enjoy this. I enjoy doing this. I, I feel like sometimes in our busy lives, we could use a single point focus, something to come back to. And um, this theme in particular is, is an interesting one. So I'd like to get started. Um, again, those of you uh, who are driving while you listen to this, please, when I suggest closing your eyes, don't do that. Instead, just find a deeper sense of presence with um, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, if you do have the space and availability to close the eyes and drop in to breath, that would be great. Especially with this in particular one, this whole idea of emptiness is um, super powerful. And uh, we'll get started in a moment. So... Emptiness. If you are available to close your eyes, please do so. And maybe take a couple of cleansing breaths. So those breaths that come in really deep and then exhale everything out through the mouth. And just do that a couple of times where you actually feel completely empty when you exhale. Always an interesting space to be in, the exhale, the empty breath. And I wanna bring you to your mind's eye for a moment. So, I'm going to just drop into a meditation to start you with. So when you're inhaling, I want you to inhale in the word so. And when you exhale, I want you to exhale the word hum. So hum. And so hum, loosely translated, is I am. And I chose that mantra this week mainly because the I am statement is so powerful and it's all creating, all encompassing, and we tend to attach so many words to um, what comes after the I am. So today I just want you to breathe in so hum or I am with nothing attached to the end. And maybe as you breathe in and out, allow yourself to pause for you know, a count or two at the top of the inhale and then a count or two at the bottom of the exhale so you actually start to become empty. Yeah, empty of thought, empty of breath. Then there's no need or yearning to fill the space with anything after that. 
This idea of being empty is foreign to some people and challenging. We have to taught to fill up the space. I want you to take about another maybe 10 deep breaths and nothing. Just breath. No matter what comes up for you, noise, outside distraction, just be in the breath for a moment. On your next inhalation, go ahead and hold the breath when you are absolutely full. And then exhale everything out through slightly parted lips. Make sure you're all the way empty. So I've been, you can open the eyes if you'd like. I've been um, playing with that meditation all week. And the, the reason why the word emptiness came up for me was that, um, you know, I was looking at the full moon and all the aspects of the full moon. And, you know, it's a big fiery full moon uh, in Aries that we just had. And on one side of it sat Jupiter and the other side was Pluto, which, you know, loosely translated is dark and light. You know, Jupiter is very light, expansive, you know, and by light, I don't mean it's a light planet. It's actually the biggest planet we have. By light, I mean expansive. And on the other side, we have Saturn, which is the planet that goes to the depths of our learning. And in the center of that's the full moon, right? So just bear with me here for a moment. So <clears throat> we have multiple moments in time throughout our day to choose light or dark, um, forward or backward, kindness, not so kind, you know, like we have thousands of opportunities a day, like not even countable opportunities a day to choose our path. And I feel like sometimes when we're at a precipice like this with this full moon, you know, this full moon in Aries is really about, it was really about letting go of all of our old patterns so that we can truly move into the, the dreams that we've dreamt for ourselves. And, you know, some of us are living our dream and actually all of us are living our dream. We just aren't aware of it, <laughs> but you know, to, to really look at our life and say, is this really where I um, have imagined myself? And um, sometimes it's like a big hard no, and sometimes it's like, a, oh, yeah, hell yeah, and sometimes it's somewhere in between. My point is, is that at, a, at the end of a full moon, such as this one with this type of aspect, we do have the opportunity uh, to make some pretty big changes. And um, I feel like sometimes we tend to make changes quickly or make uh, create um, ideas or opportunities for ourselves without really pausing in the stillness first. We just think that because it's come across our feed of life that it's exactly where we're supposed to be. And sometimes that's true and sometimes that's not. 
Sometimes it takes us a minute. Sometimes we have to sit in the stillness to see, is this a pattern? Is this something that my parents wanted for me? Is this something that I even really want? Is this something that I've really dreamed of? You know, is this something that's hurting me? Um, but we don't find those answers in, you know, we don't, we don't find those answers in therapy. We think we do, but that's because we're thinking. We don't find these answers in, from another person. We don't find these answers anywhere but in, this, in the emptiness and the stillness of our own hearts when we're quiet. And the, 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 the main reason for that is because when we're quiet, when we're empty, um, it, it's this divine channel. It's like a channel directly to divine intelligence. And so we've tuned our channel to quiet space. And, you know, if you think of like a dial on the transistor radio, now I'm dating myself, <laughs> you know, there's this, there's points in time where things are really staticky or you turn to like a rock station or you turn to like mellow station, right? But there's these moments, there's these points on the radio dial that when you tune in there's there's nothing it's really quiet and in those moments of quiet what we tend to do as people as human beings is we um we tend to try to fill it up we tend to try to think oh it must be wrong there's something that must be wrong our our radio must be broken our <laughs> our phone must be broken maybe my ringer's off whatever right like all these things we try to fill it up um we try to make an excuse for it when really, if we were just super quiet, we would hear exactly what we're supposed to hear. But instead, we fill it up. We fill it up with patterns. We fill it up with um, ideas. We fill it up with um, our, our, our just something to busy ourselves, our busyness. In the emptiness, when there's nothing, when there's, when there's nothing, when, when it's quiet, it's, if you get really quiet, you can hear your, your God's source. You can hear that sense of deep connection. And, you know, maybe some of us were taught this when we were younger, but some of us may not have been. And I feel like what's happening now is we're outside sourcing our divine guidance. We're, we're outsourcing our divine guidance. We're outsourcing our ability to connect. And <clears throat> we don't want to do that because anytime we outsource something as important as our divine intelligence, you know, we're, we're handing over our life to someone else. Now, I had a phone call this morning with someone and we were talking about this subject. And I said, you know, um, we always want to remember that we, we all have certain counsel within our life at certain times. Like we might have a therapist or a coach or a yoga class or a journaling or like, you know, we have outside counsel and we need to use those because it's a beautiful thing to have outside perspective and outside counsel. And in the emptiness, there is everything. So we go out and we pick 
the fruits that resonate with us and we listen intently and we practice and we move and we cry and we sweat and we practice and we move and we cry and we sweat and we do all these things. But the bottom line is that divine intelligence lives in the stillness, the emptiness, the quiet. And I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. And so not only do they go outside themselves, but they get very uncomfortable when they're still or when they're empty. Like, oh my God, I, I'm hungry. Are you really hungry or are you just filling something up? You know, oh my God, I need to go out and do something. Do you really? Or can you just sit still? You know, I'm thirsty. Are you really? You know, like, we, we do this in so many ways in our life. And really, the best place to find the answers that we seek are when we're still. It's not when we're, it's not when we're busy doing something. It's not when we're starting another project. It's not when we're doing anything at all, but just listening. Listening to what that idea of empty would feel like. <clears throat> I've experienced many times in my life where I've been, where I've been empty, you know, where I've just been like, wow, this is crazy. I just have got nothing right now, you know, and they're, they've been challenging times, but they've been very trans, the most transformative times of my life, the most transformative times. One was when I was, uh, when I moved from uh, Detroit to San Diego the first time when I was like 22 or 21 or something like that. Uh, the other one was when I got divorced and lost my business. Uh, the other one was when I moved to San Francisco on my own. And uh, just most recently was when my two daughters uh, told me they were going to move and go live with their father, which, you know, I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't very, I wasn't alone for very long. <laughs> um, but I allowed myself to go into that space of what would your life look like if you were not mothering every day? And it was, it was empty. And the first, you know, oh my God, the first moment in time was like a sucker punch. It was awful. I was nauseous and like, I couldn't stop crying. People were talking to me and I was like, why are you, what are you even saying? Like I couldn't even hear what anybody was saying. And I still taught yoga. Mostly, most people didn't even know what was going on. But it took my breath away to be in that space of like, okay, I'm left with me. I could potentially be left with just me right now. And that was scary. And it was sad. And I sat in that and sat in that and sat in that and sat and sat and sat. <laughs> and it didn't get any easier, I'll be honest. It was still very sad, but it, and it brought up a lot of questioning on my part. You know, like, holy shit, I did it wrong. Oh my God, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. And then all the patterns came up. So I went from like this grief and like fear to like, 
watching my patterns come up. Oh my God, Dina, terrible mother, blah, 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 you know, all those old voices. Who do you think you are? Oh my God, you're so awful preaching like this. You know, like all these things that I talk to my clients about. And, and then I watched the breath come in. Because the thing with emptiness that was really hard for me during that time was I couldn't really take a deep breath. It was very hard. I couldn't really exhale all the way. I was experiencing extreme anxiety for a while. And once I got past all of that and I dropped into the deep expansiveness of the breath and I went to the ocean and I sat and swam and cried and cried and cried and cried I was empty and one day I remember like trying to make myself cry <laughs> I was like okay I'm gonna cry uh, and I couldn't I was empty I was empty I was like okay like this is what's gonna happen and this is it this is your karma so just be okay with it like just accept it you know and love it and and be okay with the emptiness of nothing and i know some people would say is this really empty are you really empty i've experienced more loss okay everybody has a story this is the only one i can think of right now i have other ones but but this this idea of being in nothing and not really knowing what then my point would be to every day of my life brought me to a place of deep appreciation and compassion. And it brought me to a sense of acceptance. And it brought me almost to this higher level of looking at my life. But I would have never seen it had I not been empty, had I not been potentially empty. And so all of us have experienced some sort of pause where there's nothing. And so because of this instance and also the few before this one, I've learned that when it gets to be empty to sit in it for a minute, and it's not comfortable because we're taught something so different. We're taught to like fill up fill up the space, fill up the wall, fill up the, you know, sexual intimacy, fill up with food, fill up with drink, fill up your time, fill up your calendar. What would happen if you cleared your whole effing calendar? Oh my God, what would happen? I'm considering taking this to the next level and taking like a whole week off and not talking to anybody but my daughters and just see what happens. I just feel like we have too much on our plate and I feel like there's too many damn things to do and I feel like or perceived things to do. And I just would encourage all of us to take a breath for a moment and be empty. Notice how many times you pick up your phone every day because you're bored, because you want to check the likes, because you want to see what everyone else is doing. That means you're empty and you're lonely. So be empty and lonely for a second. 
And what does that feel like to be empty and lonely? What does it feel like to sit by yourself for a second? Not pick up your phone, not talk to people, not have a plan, not know. Stop thinking that you know everything because you freaking don't. None of us do. But in the emptiness, there is everything. That's where the answers come from. It's in the nothing. It's in the pauses where it's really quiet. It's those bits and pieces of our day where we're like, wow, you know? Empty, empty, empty. This is why people um, cleanse. If you've never done intermittent cleansing, not because it's a fad, but because you understand it, you know, or if you've ever cleansed, if you've ever like gone for, you know, multiple days without food and just had like, you know, say green juice or just water or whatever, whatever you do, it turns off your digestive system, right? But during that time when your digestive system is like looking for something to digest, the brain is like, oh my God, we're hungry. We're going to die. We have to eat. Oh my God, we have to eat. Like find food right now. Oh my God, I need food. I need food. I need food. Ah. And all the other, when we're quiet long enough, what happens is then the digestive system actually stops telling the brain that you're going to die. And then everything slows down and you start to hear things more. And then you have the opportunity to actually use different quote-unquote muscles of your digestive system, like your intuition, your gut feeling. 90% of the time, your gut is so busy digesting food that you can't digest a thought. And so then you can't digest a thought because you're full. You try to digest a thought, but you got to digest the food first. And then the brain is like, what the hell? I'm so hungry. Give me some food. I mean, just look at it from that place. And it's really simple to see. So, and I'm not advocating a, a, de a detox or intermittent fasting, although I would recommend it if you've never done it before. But, you know, make sure you get reputable information. But the systems of your body are highly functional and they know what to do. But we, f we fill up, the, the main one, the digestive system, too much. We don't need to eat three meals a day. We don't. It's silly to eat three meals a day. It's silly. You don't. Three meals a day are for like, you know, if you're like out in the field, like in the old days when you were out in the field working all the time, all the time, all the time, like you had to have that consistent fuel. But we just don't need that much. Our digestive system does not need that much fuel. What if you could just fuel your body with you know, outside air and connection and love and divine guidance. So my invitation to you is to find some emptiness in your life and sit in it for a minute. Sit in it at, like if it were a positive thing. We shy away from emptiness. Oh my God, I'm so empty. Oh my God, I have no one. Oh my God, I have nothing to do. Oh my God, there's no food. Oh my God. What if you could sit in that and go, oh my God, this is such a great opportunity for me to drop into my intuition and my connection with God. That's a really cool way to look at it. Right? Right? 
So I think that's all I have. I would say just in, I'm, I'm encouraging you to find a sense of emptiness this week, weekend, this month, this life. Every now and again, just see what happens when you don't have that focus of being full. You're already abundant. Let yourself be empty for a moment. Empty. Yeah. Whew. Thank you so much for listening in. I am in San Francisco this weekend. I'm super stoked. I do miss my sweet tribe there. Um, although I am coming to really love my space here in Cardiff. So y'all from San Francisco are going to have to come here and visit me every now and again. Um, going to Bali pretty soon here in April. Would love to have you talk about empty. Oh God. So many places in Bali, the internet doesn't work. It's so fantastic. <laughs> um, just find me if you'd like danademara.com. But do, do me a favor and do everyone else in your life a favor and find a sense of emptiness. It'll, it'll serve you so deeply. Just ask the questions that are most true to your heart and then just listen and be empty. Wait for the answer. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope I see you somewhere on the path. Namaste.